Welcome into the pre-Super Bowl edition of Under the Bus. <laughs> Three old guys have been in a few buses in our day, extolling <laughs> the virtues of sport, but also throwing a lot of sports people under the bus. I'm Bob Stevens from ESPN Sports Center's Golden Days, joined by Curry Kirkpatrick of Sports Illustrated's Golden Days and Hall of Fame coach Rich Basirico from basketball's golden days, although actually from this last week as well, we'll get him to tell his NBA story here in just a moment. We got to start with the Super Bowl, though. CBS used 11 cameras to telecast the very first Super Bowl. You guys both remember that. So do I. You know what? They got 20 cameras inside the pylons in the end zone this week. 165 cameras in all. And maybe a couple of them probably trained on uh, you know who. How, how many on Taylor? What's the percentage? Do we know? Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? A hundred. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with some over unders in a little bit, but uh, I don't have that one. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't remember a Super Bowl that there's been less less big, you know, controversial news coming out of the week prior. Everything everything seemed to circle around Taylor Swift. I've been reading about her all. All week, what she's doing, where she's going, how to, you know, is the Kelsey thing real? It's, uh, it's unbelievable. I think it's real. I definitely think it's real. There is one thing controversy. Uh, the 49ers don't like their practice field. Yeah, it's too soft, right? Wow. Too soft. Or it's not soft enough. That's the deal. It's not soft enough because it's, it's grass over artificial turf. Just practice. What do you want? Yeah. Practice. Yeah. Get over it, yeah. right? Well, and, yeah, right. and, and Goodell, and Goodell, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, said he had sent all his scouts and all his turf specialists and people from both teams over to, uh, they, they're practicing at UNLV, the university right. practice field. He said they'd send everybody out there and everybody, everybody said it was okay. So he also, by the way, was asked, he was asked about Taylor Swift and Kelsey. And he was asked if it was a if, if it was scripted. He, did he think it was scripted? And he said, "I'm not that good a scripter." He said that in his <laughs> message, in his in his yearly message of to the to the football. He was maybe, asked about Taylor. Maybe the one uh, I think, the brightest thing he said in a while. That's true. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. You know, throw you just threw the commissioner of football under the bus. Nice, nice Easy job. To do. Glad, yeah. glad to do it, and it's easy to do. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I along with Rich. I mean, I know Rich has been a hater all these all these weeks, but he's finally come around to believing it's true. I, there are a lot of haters out there. I was amazed at how much controversy Taylor's caused. You know, the, the latest thing is with environmentalists. You know, because she's such a she's such a clean air honk, and she got in trouble. Somebody studied her her air travel. Oh, and my. found out that that one of that her one plane is going to travel twenty almost twenty thousand miles from Tokyo to Vegas and release two hundred thousand two hundred thousand pounds of carbon dioxide emissions, which is fourteen times the regular household releases in a year. So you yeah. know, environmentalists got all over her, and then we How have is she the supposed to get home. How is she <laughs> supposed to fly home for Japan? Was she supposed to walk? Well, she now, it just came out this morning, she has, her her lawyers are suing this college kid who is tracking all her miles. He does this (laughs) with all celebrities, apparently. And now she's going to sue to stop him from doing that because she says it's endangering her and her family and all this stuff. It's wonderful. Doesn't he study his college classes? He's got to spend time doing that. 
Good well, you know, you know, she's such a, um, a target from everybody. And, you know, I think half of America loves her and half, right. the, you know, the right, the right wing, the MAGA crowd, they hate her. Did you see that, uh, that idiot that, that just stopped running for president, Vivek Ramaswamy? He yeah. came out and he called he called the he called the the, the union the artificially culturally pretend propped up couple. And of course the rumor the the controversy is that that the the Pentagon in fact the Pentagon had to come out and release a statement that they weren't behind a conspiracy for the Chiefs to win <laughs> and have Taylor and Kelsey come on the field and endorse Biden. <laughs> That's the MAGA right for you. So I don't know. Oh, hey. man. So, so let's get into the more important over right. and unders on this thing. Um, what's the over under? The over under is five and a half on how many times Taylor will be shown during the game. Uh, over. You know, in, in over. Whatever I'm way over. Oh, I'm yeah, way I, over. I think I'm taking Although, the over on that. Well, I'm way over. Although all these people that complain she's on air so much, somebody did a study, another study. <laughs> that I'm studying up on Taylor's studies. <laughs> I think it was the New York Times. I think it was New York Times. They found out that she's been on, on average on screen 32 seconds a game, only only 32 seconds. And all these people bitch and moan, oh, they're showing her too much. We, we Come see, on. We see what's 32 seconds. Mustache. We see his frozen mustache more than that, don't we? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, we Andy. See coach, the, and, the Chiefs uh, coach. Andy Reid, yeah. Frozen mustache more than that, but I'm uh, going I'm, way over and I'm going way over in five and a half. Me aren't too. You? Me too. I'm going way over. Yeah. You are. yeah. Uh, chances Travis Kelsey proposes twenty to one odds. <laughs> What's the no. odds of that one? No, twenty to one. Like, that's not happening. I don't think that's happening, but and I don't think they're going to endorse Biden on the field either. I don't think is that <laughs> is that a is that a prop that Bob is that a prop? That's a prop. Here's is it really? One. How long will it take Reba to sing the national anthem? The over-under <laughs> is 90 and a half seconds. I, I'm going to say over. Think over. Longer? I think she'll sing along because she'll stretch it out okay. a little bit. The prop bets for the Super Bowl are off the charts. It's amazing what the what's the color of the Gatorade to <laughs> be thrown on the coach. What color is Taylor going to be wearing <laughs> to the game? Well, I'm going to bet red on that. I'm going to bet red. I'm going to take red on that one all right i mean she's always been rich she's been meanwhile meanwhile uh kelsey uh uh kelsey's mom donna you know the twin the the kelsey boy's mom donna who's in more commercials than taylor swift for god's sake she yeah. changed her facebook cover photo to include taylor wow so this this sounds like a big deal to me and sounds and like, uh serious yeah and kelsey how about a legitimate a legitimate bet the two tight ends, Kelsey and uh, Kittle, who catches more passes and scores more touchdowns and more yards, whatever. Who has a better game? I think, think Kelsey. Kelsey. They might be. Bob, you were right last week. These might be the best, two best tight ends in uh, in in football, and certainly they're two of the best in history. I think. And yeah, some people are calling this. Some people are calling this the tight end bowl. I mean, well, that's how good uh, Kittle is. Uh, and he's as much a character as Kelsey. I mean, he's a crazy man, kiddo. Um, he really is. He just has a quieter girlfriend. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, they asked Kelsey the other day, you know, Taylor's always puts these little Easter eggs 
hints of her life and her songs and her song lyrics. And I thought it was interesting. They asked Kelsey the other day about his play in, during the mid-season, his injuries. And he said, he, he, he said his injuries put him in a darker room, if you know what I mean. Well, all us Swifties know what I mean and know what he means because uh, there's, a, there's a lyric from a Taylor Swift song 10 years ago. And it goes, one look, dark room meant for you. And the song title is, You Are In Love. I can't make this up. I mean, I can't make this stuff up. This happens. This happens. But how do you know all this stuff, Curry? How much research? I'm a Taylor. I'm a Taylor guy. I'm a Swifty. And as much like Roger Goodell, he said his whole family was Swifties. He's got twin daughters. He's got twin daughters who are 22 years old. And, uh, you know, they're all Swifties. We need to get you a Swifty t-shirt. I'm going to have to work on it. There you go. There you go. Oh, I have um, my content. I have my content. If Mahomes wins the game, and if Kansas City wins the game, he'll have three Super Bowls in his first six seasons. Same thing as Brady. Do we start to at least begin the talk of uh, a new goat? No, I, I think I don't think he can get seven. I, even if he gets this one, he's got four more to go. I don't. I don't think he can get seven. That's. I mean, he's a great player, without a doubt. I don't know if he can do what what Brady did. Well, did did you see what he said yesterday? They asked uh, Mahomes about this at the press conference, and he said, well, that's a long way off. I hope I can play for 17 years. You know, seven's a long way off. If I play 15 more years, ask me then, and we'll talk about it. And it was interesting to me that it sounds like he wants to play 15 years. Yeah. So, as long as he says so. Why not? He looks like he's having fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. How long does Kelsey have? How many years does Kelsey have left? Yeah, and how many years does Andy Reid have? I'm not right. sure. You know, there's a lot of speculation. He might he might retire after if they win the thing. He might I retire. Believe, so. I believe that might happen. If they win, yeah. I, th I can see him Andy Reid stepping Yeah, up. I can see that. Yeah. Speaking but meanwhile, of somebody and, uh, speaking of Brady and speaking of Brock Purdy, uh, which we have not done yet, um <laughs> it, it has come out over the last week that uh, the 49ers actually did talk to Brady and did ask him, you want to come back for this past year? And told Purdy, who, you know, took it because he didn't have any choice. And uh, and yet he had told them, curiously, way back when they drafted him, 2022 is the last pick in the draft. You know, there was some talk, gee, can we pick somebody else and sign Purdy as a free agent? And Purdy said, you probably won't because I'm already told another team I'll sign with them if I'm not. So uh, they had they went ahead and picked him because they didn't want to lose him. Uh, just some interesting little angles at this game. That yeah, I've heard that story a long time ago. Because yeah. of course, of course, Brady, San Francisco 49ers were Brady's uh, team as a kid growing up, and he always wanted to play for him. Yeah, but right. that's not going to have point on. pick is uh, uh, San Francisco. Chiefs getting two and a half. Where are you taking? I thought I it was one take, and a half. It's take, going to uh, Kansas City. Is it the one and a half? At two and it's a half. It's going to one. And I thought, by a half a point. Kansas City at two and a half and by a half a point. What do you mean by half a point? You can, I don't know your betters language. <laughs> what do you mean? Terrible, Seriously. Curry, I, if it's a half a point, you can buy up or down. You can buy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Three, to get it to three points. So but Bob, is it, is it? More I got it. Is it one and a half or two and a half, Bob? Uh, last I read, it was two and a half. But it, it oh wow, well, that went 
that went up a whole point from what I was oh, reading. That, but that had I been like earlier in the week. How can you bet against Mahomes? I mean, really, if he's oh, underdog, he can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I like him to win the thing. Um, Quarterback-driven league, and Mahomes or Purdy. I, I think the choice is pretty clear. But when you look at when you look at uh, San Francisco's backfield and the receivers, they they have you know McCaffrey's a better running back. They bet, have better receivers. They're tight end, maybe as, just as good as Kelsey. Um, of course, Kansas City has Mahomes, but uh, I think all the skill people, um, San Francisco has the best skill people. Although I, I think it gets decided by who gets pressure on the other quarterback. Well, that that is so true. That I is mean, so that's. Yeah. So, Defense so this would be games, right. Defense wins championships. Can you say that again, Rich? I've never heard that. What would you say? <laughs> Defense <laughs> wins championships. Click, click, click. Hey, um, <laughs> did you say this would be Mahomes' fourth, fourth Super Bowl? Third, 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 third Super Bowl. Well, that's that puts him tons of. That puts him only halfway to. Taylor Swift also on it. I don't know if you guys watch the Grammys. Watch the Grammys Sunday night. Yeah, you have to watch the Grammy. I mean, she's the star of the show there. I mean, they have all these. I mean, the audience has Oprahs and Beyonces and even Meryl Streep and and Taylor sweeps in late. And uh, what did Trevor Noah say? He said, "Look, look at her. Look at her going table to table." She said, "Everywhere she goes, the value." of the table goes up. <laughs> she said, Lionel, Lionel Richie becomes Lionel wealthy. <laughs> I mean, and she won her fourth album of the year award, which broke a tie right. with other people, including Frank Sinatra. How about that? I mean, spectacular, spectacular. And she looked spectacular and she had a little clock choker on around her neck. And yeah. it was a little clock and was set to midnight. Because that's the name of her album that won her the fourth album of the year, Midnights. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, Look you can't. information Curry gives out. It's I, amazing. Hey, I'm yeah, after <laughs> next week, it's not going to matter. So pour it all out now, baby. That's right. That's right. I got to get it out. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, my We're goodness. all taking Kansas City. Yes. Are you? Yeah, let me ask you one, one other thing, Bob. Are you? Are yeah. you guys Curb Your Enthusiasm fans? Larry David? Not hugely, but, yeah. but I'm aware. You know him uh, well. He just he just started his twelfth um, season Sunday night, and he was doing all the uh, he was doing all the rounds to promote the thing, and he was on the Today Show. And sure enough, the the women of today, Hoda and the other idiot, they <laughs> sure enough they asked him about Taylor and Kelsey, and Larry David, who's the absolute cynic of all time, said, "You know, I've used the S word on this show before." So I'm going to tell you, I don't give a. Yes. <laughs> he blasted it out on the Today Show. Uh, Come on, Larry. Come on. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we're going to go to the sport that made Curry famous: college hoops. His heels beat Duke, so they couldn't handle Georgia Tech. We'll talk about all that when we continue oh. under the bus. Welcome back to Under the Bus. Bob Stevens along with Curry Kirkpatrick and 
Hall of Fame coach Rich Basirica. Let's talk college hoops. Uh, I say we don't know anything until March. But you guys know things. Tell us, <laughs> tell us what you know, Curry. Well, I don't know much from last week. We had, you know, this was the first time in the modern era, I think, that eight of the top 10 teams played each other four games in the same weekend. I mean, it was really amazing. It, it felt like a, you know, Elite Eight weekend or Final Four weekend, among which were my Tar Heels, who you mentioned. And uh, Rich Bob sent me a hysterical little tweet, after a little text after, you know, North Carolina won the biggest game in the history of games against Duke. And he sent me a a text that said, nice split for you guys this week. <laughs> I saw that. I saw <laughs> referring, to, referring to the Georgia Tech loss, which just killed me. I, you know, I've been – Armando Baker at the center for the Atari has been there about 17 years. I've been up and down on this guy, but against Georgia Tech, he just didn't play. He just didn't come he and play. He didn't, didn't come play. to play at all. At all. Didn't play hard, and I'm going, I'm going crazy. I mean, the, the whole team was awful, and Georgia Tech shot the lights out. But if Baycott plays just a little, because he's the biggest and strongest guy on the court, Rich, you know that, against well, Georgia Tech especially. Yeah. Yeah. But then against Duke, and I told this to somebody, I said, he's going to come out and play like he's on fire because he, he always does against Duke. And sure enough, he had 25 and 10 and dominated, um, what's his name, Filipowski, I thought. Well, you, and, know, you know what happens there is they showed, after the Georgia Tech game, Coach showed the film and how lazy he was and had no effort because films don't lie. They don't lie. You can tell kids things, do this, do that. Show it on film black and white, and they get the, they get the message. And he must. They, they also had a players-only meeting, which is never good, but seemed to work this time. I thought, did, if you watched the Duke-Carolina game, and Rich, I know you were on your way to, you know, you're going to give us your pro deal, but uh, they went to the huddle of John Shire's huddle, at Duke huddle, and he kept telling them, Keep guarding Davis, keep guarding Davis. And they they really did a great job on R.J. Davis. They really concentrated on him to a, to a fault because, you know, our guy um, Baycott went nuts. And this guy Ingram, our transfer from Stanford, had like 21 and 13 rebounds and hit five threes because they were doubling on J.R. the whole game. So I thought that was a big factor, too. Well, they got to make adjustments. Duke has to make adjustments. When somebody gets the hot hand, you got to you got to do something de defensively. I mean, you just sometimes you don't help on people. Baycock, you got to double down on him for sure, because uh, obviously he was having a terrific game. But you know, the thing that really kind of drives me crazy with college basketball is officials, the fouls they call against. <laughs> well, you're a coach, of course, officials. Right. I mean, Purdue Northwestern game, Purdue shot forty six. Foul shots, Northwestern eight. Yeah, we and we started. And we saw. And then last time I watched the Kansas State Kansas game, the last four possessions of the regulation regulation time was the foul called against Kansas. I mean, it's 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 so obvious when the the, the home team gets obviously the breaks with the foul call. But it well, Rich, be that's been that way for a thousand oh, years. I, know, I mean, when I you come on, I, I understand it totally. I just don't like it. I think for a team to shoot 46 compared to eight. Well, I know that was, that was outrageous. But so, so you saw the game last night. I was going to ask you about Kansas. Yeah. Now, Kansas uh, on the weekend, on the weekend, well, which, wait a minute. Let me finish. Houston, I they get it. they blow out Houston and shoot 70% at home. Right. 
Blew, I mean, Houston's the best defensive team in the country. They blew them out. Yes. Now they come and they're going to play their rival at Kansas State. It's the right. second year Kansas State has beat them in overtime. Second year in a row they've yeah. done this. But Kansas State had the little kid, um, Tyler Perry, no relation to Tyler Perry. And <laughs> he scores, Rich, the announcer said he scored 70. Yeah, he got 21 in the, in the second half right. in overtime. But they said for his for his season, he scores 75% of his points in the second half. Have you ever had a kid like that? Like, no. I mean, I, I know high school level. And they just, I mean, uh, that yeah. means. What, what, yeah, that what, means what he makes scored. that happen? What, how is he motivated so much in the second half to come out and play like that? 75% of his points, okay. not just that, that game last night, all right. his games. I mean, it was amazing. It's great. Well, think of this also. They pointed out. And I guess in the last two years, they've been in overtime 11 times. They're 11 and 0, Kansas. State. 11 and 0, that's five times impressive. this year. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. Jesus. What did, you, you what did you think? To... I'm sorry, what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Curry. Well, I just was going to talk about a, a couple of the others. You know, t Tennessee uh, just blew Kentucky out of their own building, got 103 on them. Just All like right. you say, Rich, Kentucky's defense is a joke. And he's got to really correct that if they're going to go places, don't you think? Yeah, and then you know they had that kid come uh, eligible to play the seven-two guy. He plays my guy, Big Z. And then the last game he doesn't even play at all. What's that? He feels What's he's not ready deal? to play. It doesn't What's make the deal? Sense. They were so excited about him being eligible. Plays well, his first season. game. His first game, he was ready to play. He got thirteen right. in about ten minutes. Right. I don't, I don't get it. The Kentucky yeah. lost the last three out of four games. You know, it's their shot selection. I told you that way back, Curry. Their shot selection is atrocious. He just yeah, lets them well. put all over. And, you know, when they're hitting, they look great. But obviously in the last four games, they haven't looked great. Um, they're on the down downside for me. The I'll tell you that, who does. The teams that impressed me is, I mean, how about South Carolina being 19-3? Yeah. and three? How about Yeah, and they, that? Finally, they finally got in the top 25. They finally got in the top. But but yeah. you know who's impressive, uh, Rich is and and um, Bob is is Purdue. I mean, you know, they went on the road Sunday on the road against Wisconsin, which is a really really good team. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's got a shot at a at a, a number one seed. They're that good, and Purdue just handled them easily. I mean, Zach Eady Zach Eady's got a lot more support around him this year. You know, I know they've they've lost. You know, I think they've got a kid that came in from uh, Southern Illinois, I think, named Lance Jones, and he's really athletic. He's a six-one guard. He had twenty-one against Wisconsin. He's they're really built to uh, win this thing. I mean, I think it'll be a big surprise if Purdue and Connecticut aren't in the final game. That would surprise me. I can see that happen. I can definitely see it happen. You know, the yeah. team that's really starting to come on is Marquette. Marquette's starting to come on. You know, they, they were preseason. Yeah, they had a slump, oh, yeah. Downside, but they're starting to come on, so it'll be fun to watch. And your North, your, your Tar Heels should be there too, Curry. If they come, well, they, come to play. They've got another trap game tonight at home against Clemson, you know, which gave them trouble the first time. So I don't, don't worry about that. Clemson but ever won in Chapel Hill? I don't think Clemson's ever won in Chapel Hill. Yeah, so. no, they've won. Oh, they yeah. hadn't, they, they went about 38 years without winning but they won a few years ago um you know purdue i just think it's purdue's championship to lose of course 
last year they did lose it. They've lost the last two tournaments to uh, St. Peter's and Farley Dickinson, right? Yeah. Sixteenth seed. As long as they don't play a team from New Jersey, they'll be fine. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think they get to the final four. I don't think they win it. I think Connecticut has a chance to win it again. I really do. Um, and how about you? Obviously, Houston with their defense could be there too, right? Don't you mean Houston had an off game against Kansas? But well, there'll be there'll be somebody there'll there'll be somebody get 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 in there that we don't well, have any idea about. You know, that's going to happen. James Madison. How about your boy? How about your boy Rick Pitino, Rich? After <laughs> Connecticut beat St. John's in the Garden the other night, you know, he I watched the game and they played Connecticut really tough until about five minutes into the second half, right. and then Connecticut just boom out. And after the game, Pitino gave the quickest handshake in the history of handshakes to uh, to Hurley uh, <laughs> to dinner. Dan Hurley. I mean, he passed him by. And he was so embarrassed afterward. You know, he had this great Madison Square Garden crowd. And St. John's is going to be the darling of New York and blah, blah, blah. And Patino starts in and he starts whining about the NCAA, about the NIL. How, oh, I can't build a culture. I can't build a program with this transfer portal. And I have five fifth-year guys. And they're all going to be gone now. And I have to start over. And blah, blah, blah. Then he, yeah, tomorrow. but yeah, but then he goes after the NCAA enforcement committee, which of course is on his ass all the time. He goes after <laughs> them and start. I mean, it has nothing to do with the game. He just wants to rant. I, you know, this guy. <laughs> well, you know, they always talk about him how he does in his programs at Louisville and Kentucky and Providence. The second year, the second year is when you're going to see the big difference of yeah, his, yeah. his players. Well, the second year, those guys are going to be gone. That's what he was bitching about. He said, you know, every place I go, our first year isn't that good. And then we, we go. Yeah. And he said, I can't do this year. All my guys are going to be good. I mean, Rich. Patino, get off it. Come on. Go <laughs> well, back. We can, to we, can throw, we can throw him under the bus. It's the 6th of February, and you guys are already making Final Four predictions, so I might throw you guys under the bus for all of that. <laughs> but how about this? How about our coach of the year? Forget your Patinos. Forget all these other guys. How about the coach at, at LSU Shreveport? All right? They're an NIA, NAIA <laughs> school. The athletic director asked the men's basketball coach championship at the start of the season because he loses his women's coach two weeks before the season starts. So the AD goes to the men's coach and he says, you know, the schedules match up where there's only one game where you both play in different places. Can you coach the women too? And, and, and the men. Nobody's ever asked them to do that anywhere. Well, Kyle Blankenship, who's been around a little while, his, his wife convinces him to coach the team, both teams. The men are right now 16 and 5, 11 and 4 in their conference. The women are 19 and 2. They're wow. 15 and 0, and they're leading their conference. There's your coach of the year. Coach of I the may year. be coach of forever. Rich, have you ever coached the men's and women's team? I, even I think he play? did. I, I did it one year, and after I did it one year, I said I'd never do it again. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to go to two different practices and be totally, you know, up motivated to coach. And then when you when you coach the girls' game, win or lose, you're thinking about the game. Then you got to go in the locker room and talk to the guys, getting ready for them, ready to play. It's very hard, very very hard. Like I said, I did it one year, and I had great girls. I I loved the, the girls' team; they were terrific. But um, 
I probably have one. You of at least got them in the plays. same night, though. Uh, no, imagine same night, having yeah, to go, same night we played back to back, played back right, to back. But, but imagine every other day having a game. You know, you don't have to do too many practices because right. you've always got a game, one or the other. Right. It, it, That's got to be crazy. I can't, I can't, he is coach of the year in my book for doing that. Rich, what's the Rich? What's the difference in coaching men and women? I mean, you did it on the high school level, but right. Are you a different? Are you a different character to them? Are you the same guy? You yell and scream. What? What's yeah, the deal? Yeah, I, I think I think by by fall, I'm a different character with the girls. I mean, you're not as hard. I I should be not as hard on the girls as you are the guys. But honestly, the girl that this girl named Allison Graves, she was terrific, and she would stay after practice and say, "Coach, can you work with me with my shot and so forth." The guys, when the practice was over, they say, "See you, coach. We're out of here." <laughs> she would she would stay. Girls are very coachable. They're very, very coachable. Not that guys aren't, but girls. Uh, but I just, I did, I changed my personality a little bit. I guess. Ooh, I all right. Say, uh, nope. I don't know if that was the right thing to do, but I, but I did do it. Okay, now you've got to keep what it was did because it's all there for just a second. The girl comes to you and says, "I want you to work with me." What'd you say? I said, "Sure." Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Hey, we're going to go back. We're going to reset, get everything all straight. We're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about Rich's most recent NBA experience. we got a lot else to talk about uh, with the NBA, and we'll do all that right after this, Under the Bus. We welcome you back to Under the Bus. Bob Stevens along with Rich Pacirico and Curry Kirkpatrick. Clean things up uh, during the break there. Welcome back. Fr the favorite phrase of the new Chargers head coach, who's luckier than Jim Harbaugh? Maybe Doc Rivers. He walks into Milwaukee and wins <laughs> one game to get the coach of the All-Star team. Not bad. <laughs> but he, he, he doesn't want to win the coach. No, he's he embarrassed. He doesn't he's want to coach. He's embarrassed by the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. It's a stupid. It's a stupid rule. First of all, the reason he's doing this is they have a rule that you can't coach the All Star game two years in a row, or else the Celtics coach would be would be coaching the All Star game. That's why the Milwaukee guy got you know went to the next the next team in line, and that's the Bucks, and they fired their coach, of course. So Docs took over one game in. Rich. Um, Tell us about your NBA experience this okay. weekend. So my took my daughter and I took my grandson to Atlanta to watch Golden State Warriors against the Hawks, and he's a huge Curry fan. And we my, me me Curry me uh, yeah, me you, Curry or the other Curry, Curry? the other the other Curry. Curry. Okay. He, he's okay. a fan of you too, but the other Curry. <laughs> uh, and we just saw an unbelievable game. Went in over. It was tied after the second quarter, halftime. That third quarter, obviously fourth quarter, because it went in overtime. Here's the amazing stat. Well, first of all, Curry scored 60, his second highest uh, points for him. He's 62 is his his most. He was 10 for 23 from the three point line. But both teams attempted 99 three pointers. 99. Oh, 99. Between the teams, 99. They made 32. 
which isn't a great percentage. But Curry did, and, and Trey Young was seven for 11 from the three-point line. He had 35. So 16 and 35 by the two superstars on either team. But um, it was a fun game. He was thrilled. My, we just had a blast. We had a wonderful time. You know, watching, I'm not a big NBA fan. Uh, you know, my Knicks, I have to throw out the Knicks with my uh, boys in New York. And they have won nine straight games. I know Curry doesn't like my Knicks, but they've come a long well, way. Well, wait, wait, wait. Well, well, they win nine straight, and then and then they can't beat the Lakers without Davis. Yeah. I mean, Lakers aren't, our Lakers aren't even a playoff team. Well, and how, they about lose the, how about the Lakers beat Celtics without Davis and LeBron? Two of those guys out, and they beat Celtics, which is probably the best team in the East. But um, but the game was wonderful. <laughs> you know, watching the NBA in person is a whole different ball game than watching on TV. And to see Curry play in person was he's amazing. I mean, he he's constantly in motion. It's, you know, people say, well, how does he get his shot off? He's constantly in motion. I mean, they're running plays for him, obviously. But um, he can get his shot off so quick. And Trey Young is, you know what he impressed me about him? Not as just his scoring, his passing. passing. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's the force so well. Um, yeah. I was really impressed by both those guys. But it was a fun Yeah, night. you know, had a you know Trey, Young, Trey, Trey Young didn't didn't make the All-Star team. And, I know. And great. A lot, upset a lot of people, including myself. I, you know, I'm not a big NBA guy either. But, Rich, I saw where um, after the game, uh, Steph Curry – took off his jersey and he autographed it and he yeah. gave it to Lindsay Lohan. I know. I thought he I thought he was giving it to you, but I thought I saw it and you saw, oh, he's gonna go find Rich and give him his autograph. He, he would have to go for... a long way to find me because I was up pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> but they were really good seats. They were on the court. They were good seats. They just, but that's a great stadium. The State Farm Arena there is terrific. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to go see an NBA game in person, if you get to see Golden State, go for it. It was outstanding. It really was. Was it full? Shout out to the New York Knicks for my boys from New York and Brunson, who's a, who's a stud. He's a player. He had uh, 36 points the other night. He's averaging 27. He made the all-star team, not as a starter, but um, the Knicks are going to be good. I hope so, anyway. They've been so long <laughs> since it's been worth anything. Think about the last great draft pick they have. We had those texts going last night. The last good pick the Knicks had was in 1985 with Ewing. Tell me somebody <laughs> since then that they've picked that's been good. It's, a, it's, it's embarrassing, to be honest with you. But then they got Carmelo Anthony, and he was a dog. Yeah, he was and, a dog. I mean, yeah, so... Uh, well, I got to go back to my days when Walt Frazier played. Well, the Knicks, the, the 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 Knicks got another terrific break this this week when Embiid broke his whatever he broke, and he's going to be out probably for the season, right, or at least till the playoffs. He might be, yes. So yeah. that makes the Knicks better in Philadelphia, doesn't it? I I think so, yeah, for sure. But they got to catch Milwaukee and and Boston, you know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Time tells. Time will tell. Bob, Bob, uh, you're fascinated with this, right? I don't. I don't hear I, much I, of the people. If we could just get a, a sponsor for the Knicks, like we'd be, we'd, we'd all be doing really well. Huh? I, I, I just got one, unless we got a lot of other topics to get to, I got I got one last thing I want to just kind of throw out there. Um, coming up, sun, watch it all weekend, in fact. The one golf tournament you can watch, except Pebble Beach and the majors, is this week in Phoenix, Scottsdale, the, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and watch the guy who won at Pebble Beach last week, Wyndham Clark. He went to high school with uh, one Christian McCaffrey, 
And he's oh, wow. thinking he might just wear their high school jersey when he plays the 16th hole, the, the famous oh, 16th. Wow. It is navy blue, Columbia blue, and white. Valor Christian High School in suburban Denver. And if you see that, although he's also a big Niners fan, you might see the Niners jersey one day too. But Wyndham Clark's going to be... Uh, Bob, didn't Clark win the Open? Didn't Clark? Isn't Clark a U.S. Open champion? Yeah, yeah. yeah and he Open shot champ. sixty. He shot sixty at Pebble Beach, by the way. And then Beach. they canceled. Then they canceled the last round because of weather. But right. people said, yeah. "Listen, if he shoots sixty, it's it's you know, give him the championship." I I don't think there's too much controversy there. There's a little controversy about the sixty because it was they were playing lift clean in place uh, oh, you know, because oh, it was okay. so muddy that you could pick up your ball and, and place it right next to where it hit and, and go on. So the golf purists are going cr crazy about that. I think the coolest thing is, is that he changed his putting grip. I mean, we all have played golf and we're all messing around with putting grips all the time. He changed it that week and, and played at Cypress point, which is one of the coolest pieces of real estate ever. And it wasn't working for him, but he just kind of kept with it and kept with it. And he got better and better. And he made over 200 feet of putts on bumpy greens at wow. Pebble Beach. And during that 60, that's just remarkable. That's well, fantastic. how about my Frenchman? How about my Frenchman Pavone? He finished third at Pebble Beach after winning the previous week. I mean, he must be a real player, this guy. Yeah, that's for you know, sure. comes to the French roll, tour. That's for sure. <laughs> I got hey, I got hey, one hey, more. Bob, all right. Well, I just want to tell Bob. You got Bob, one more I've thing. Go ahead. I changed my grip on my putter many times. I still can't putt. What should I do? Me neither. <laughs> Change your putter. Change your putter. Yeah, Forget yeah, the yeah. grip. Change your putter. I got one more thing about. I got. I just want to talk about my boy Lionel Messi, who is on. Did you see this? They're on the the Miami team is on a world tour and they went to Hong Kong on the weekend and Messi did not play. <laughs> He, you know, he was saying he got a, you know, pain and whatever. He didn't play. The fans went berserk. I mean, and, you know, they all came to see Messi, all the Hong Kong fans. And they started, they got so angry. They start, they chanted Messi, Messi. Of course, they didn't get in. So then they started chanting refund, refund, <laughs> refund. I'm not making this up. Refund. No. And then they started screaming at everybody. The government, the Hong Kong government got involved. <laughs> and protested to the Miami team. Oh, yeah, it was a huge deal. What's that? He wanted to watch Taylor in the Grammys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, that's what well, I think. Bob, the I think, waste you know, management golf tournament, is that not uh, true where people can shout out when a guy's getting ready to putt? Or, or... Yeah, on the 16th hole, they go berserk. So yes. It's just the one this hole. Way. It's just the one hole that can do that. The one hole. I think so. The yeah. Guys, the yeah. guys know it's coming, so it works. And if it's a whole crowd of people, that's not a bad thing. It's when it's one guy, you know, who yells, get in a hole or whatever, then it <laughs> then it drives you crazy. But but okay. it's 16. Well, I got a that's great. I got a prediction for Rick's uh Rich's Knicks. Uh when they start folding, as they will do. Uh, in March or when, whenever it happens, I would love the Nick fans to start chanting "refund, refund," <laughs> <laughs> which would be a lot of money. Trust me, you go to see a Nick game, it'd be a lot of money. 
A very good way to end the show. We want to thank our producer, Justin Jarrett, uh, for Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick. Thanks for joining us. Under the bus. See you guys. <laughs>